Hello and welcome to Love Signals. My name is Michaela McDonald and I will be your host as we continue on this journey of exploring all the ways that love is sending signals to us and through us. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Here we are, episode 20, and I've decided to make it a little bit of a rhythm slash tradition that every 10th episode we'll review the previous nine. So in today's episode, we're going to be covering episodes 11 through 19. And I'm eager to do this because I think one, it just helps to weave all the threads of all the ideas and all the concepts that I can't help but seem to want to bring up (laughs) and weave them together. And I also am excited to see if I gain any insights as I reflect on all of them, because so much of the things so many of the things that I talk about all relate to one another and something, maybe it's just my brain, but I love looking for where things connect because oftentimes I think that the, the overlap, those points are where we find a deeper truth and maybe even like a more universal truth. So strap in, (laughs) get ready. So to start, I'll read you the list of the names of those nine episodes. So we have Untethered and Unconditionally Happy, Witnessing Love Signals, Love Signals from Deep Space, Tigger Yes, Creating Gratitude, Being a Vessel for Creativity, Goals and Coming from Love, Love from Your Future Self, Help Yourself Remember. Almost sounds like some very uh, abstract poem. (laughs) I also wanted to mention the books that were covered in these last nine episodes. The books that I covered were The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, Your Life as Art by Robert Fritz, The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday, A Mini Course in Life, and it has a few authors, I can't think of their names off the top of my head, but A Mini Course in Life, Playing Big by Tara Moore. And, oh, it's just, it's so fun to think about this process. So something that um, I think is so amazing with this podcast is that it happens every week and I have my whole life. You have your whole life in that span of a week and so much can happen and there can be hard moments. There can be really happy moments. There can be maybe some kind of neutral moments as well. But every day, every night, every moment, we're making decisions both with our actions as well as with our attention. And those choices start to create and shape our lives. We can start to create a life for ourselves that really highlights truth or falsehood, really highlights love or hatred. And so I think part of what I've realized as I continue to think about love signals and think about that year-long project and live into this idea more and more, I realize how that incremental process of daily, moment, momently, (laughs) that's a word now, to focus on love, to focus on almost like trying to sniff it out. I know there's got to be some love here. I'm going to find it. (laughs) And there's something about that process from what's happened already, from what I see happening, even to this day, 
that feels so amazing to me that's hard to put to words. And I know here I am, you know, with a podcast, working on a book with, you know, over 300 journal entries, you know, I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to put words to this experience. And I'm really okay with that. I'm okay with never being able to fully encapsulate it. There's a pleasure and a joy for me in trying, even though I know I may never be able to fully, fully encapsulate it. And that feels okay. I think that that's what some, some people who are deeply devotional to God would say about how they try to describe God or the feeling of God. It's like, I may never be able to do it, but there's so much pleasure. There's so much of a sense of purpose and, um, I don't know, like conviction almost in pursuing that. So here I am (laughs) pursuing it. So the last time I did a review, I kind of grabbed questions or prompts from each of the episodes. And this time I more just want to touch on the themes and there's a few questions throughout, but I'd invite you as my listener to just let this wash over you and notice what stands out to you. Maybe there are certain ideas that I highlight in this episode that make you want to go back to one of the previous episodes. Maybe there's certain ideas here that you're like, oh, I remember I liked that so much. And now I want to, I do want to do some, I want to spend some time with that. I want to journal with that. I want to explore that more. Or um, maybe there's some, maybe this is also a great way for you if you haven't listened to the last episodes to see like, ooh, which ones do I want to spend more time with? Or, you know what, maybe I feel complete. That summary was perfect. I got everything I need to know. I'm ready to move forward. I imagine one day there will probably be some listeners who just listen to the reviews and just kind of use that as like this high level summary where they can get this distilled version of the podcast. And I think that's great. I think however you want to engage with this material, I support it. So much of what I feel like I talk about and what I care about is, you know, being really true to ourselves, being really attentive to what feels right, like in a deep, deep, honest way. So I encourage you to always be doing that. So without further ado, episode 11 was called Untethered and Unconditionally Happy. And I was really exploring this idea of what if it's possible to be unconditionally happy, to really choose to be happy no matter the conditions in our lives. And I started to introduce you all here. I did a little teaser of the Tigger Yes concept, which I have an episode about later on, um, which because for me, I think Tigger Yes feels like it goes along very well with being unconditionally happy. It, it ties into that feeling of, oh, just like choosing to feel good and, and following your heart and trusting that you're going to be okay each step of the way, no matter what comes. I also explored, and honestly, I kind of want to listen back to this episode, this idea of self-love. What if self-love can connect with something that's beyond the self? Like, and, and, it, and it makes me think like, okay, well, what is the self? And really, I think that is a question I've been sitting with quite a bit lately as I've been working on the Love Signals book because I don't, when I think about that year-long project, I don't actually feel like it was just a self-love project because the feeling of it, the experience of it felt like it was so far beyond just me being nice to myself and loving to myself and reassuring myself. That was 
a huge part of what was happening, but there was this whole other ingredient, this whole other aspect that kind of made itself known as I went through that year long process where I think part of it is that my definition of self started to expand to, oh, it wasn't just me, this, this character I'm playing of Michaela. It was the self that is that kind of witness consciousness or that, that more mm, transcendent aspect of ourselves that Michael Singer talks about in The Untethered Soul, but that also that I know I've thought about in many ways throughout my whole life of, I do feel like there's an aspect of myself that is the true me that, that is connected to so much more than Michaela. And so as I started to think about self-love, well, if self is, you know, this, this energy that's beyond me, that, that is part of everything that creates everything, then maybe self-love is, is actually a love of all that is. That is definitely our number number one ding, ding, ding. That's our first insight for the episode. I, I feel like I've been trying to express that in various ways over the past week. And that's really what it was. It's like my definition of self expanded. And I think that's where so much of the profound feeling of support and delight came from with the Love Letter project that I did for that year. So, wow. <laughs> Okay, moving right along. The next episode was witnessing love signals. And I was talking about the witness consciousness, as Michael Singer describes in The Untethered Soul, where he's talking about the difference between witness consciousness and more the psyche, which is kind of that internal narrative that's like, you know, kind of assuming judgments or judging us or just like narrating everything of like, I'm doing this and I'm doing it well, and I'm doing this and I'm not doing it well, <laughs> whatever that might be for you. And he talked about practicing, identifying more with the witness consciousness and realizing that when you associate more with the witness consciousness, that other part, that psyche part, it's just going to keep doing what it does. It's not that you have to eliminate it. It's just that when we identify with it, we can kind of suffer more than we necessarily need to. I also touched on one of my favorite kind of question what is it? A sentence fragment of like, it's like a little prompt leading of positive what ifs rather than what if something bad happens? It's what if something good happens? What if this could be easier than I think it's going to be? What if this is going to be more fun than I expect? What if I could really enjoy this? What if I'm really surprised? What if it all works out? What if it's already working out? <laughs> So I played with those with you all and shared some examples. And I really encourage you, that is such a fun journaling exercise. And you can even, if you're feeling like you're just thinking about the negative, you can write out the negative, all the negative what ifs, and then you can flip them around. And just, it's to me, it feels like a powerful kind of brain yoga stretch moment where we have this negativity bias, which is the other thing I talked about in this episode, where we tend, our brain tends to bias towards noticing what's going wrong because that helps us survive. It helps keep us, you know, from repeating mistakes we might've made rather than eating a whole bunch of berries that made us sick when we had one that one time. We remember, you know what? I felt not that good after I had that one berry. So I don't think I'm going to have a whole bunch 
even though I'm really hungry right now. And that's the only thing in front of me, right? And so we have this negativity bias where we're always kind of noticing and thinking of the worst case scenarios. And that's fine. And it's okay. And it does help us survive. But sometimes we need to bring our conscious choice in there to counterbalance it. Because when that negativity bias runs rampant, it can take us out of the present moment. And it can take us out of being open to positive possibilities. And positive possibilities really do exist. And they're already happening, right? For me, one of the things I love about being aware of the negativity bias is I think it actually helps me to remember to be more grateful because it's like, oh, there are actually a huge number of really good things happening every day for me in my life. Whether it's that it's good things that have existed that continue to persist and exist, or it's new things that arise. But because of the negativity bias, it's easy to minimize the good. And so practicing gratitude for me is such a great way to counteract that because it's like I'm savoring, I'm relishing the good in my life. And I'm able to let it in all the way, like really digest it all the way. It's wonderful. The next episode was called Love Signals from Deep Space. This is one of my favorite episodes. I had so much fun recording it. It felt like this creative collaborative thing where I had these ingredients in mind that I wanted to talk about, and then they all came together so beautifully. Oh my gosh. I, if you're going to go back and listen to any episodes from this batch, that's that might be my top one. I, I feel like there's just something really cool there. And maybe it's just that it really resonates with me, and that's okay. Love signals, finding us through starlight. That's one of the questions that I have. Um, and this is where I was talking about images we've received from the James Webb satellite, where we're getting these images from so deep in space, deeper into space than we've ever been able to see before. And the crazy thing to me is that the light that we're capturing on that satellite, on those images, is light that has had to travel for so long. I don't know how many years. I know it's a lot. <laughs> I know it's a lot. It is old. It is ancient. And so to think about light that's coming from so far in the past that's only just able to reach a satellite that we have that's already way out there in space I believe or maybe it's here on earth you know what I don't know for sure but anyway the light this old light it's finding us and it's so amazing to me that that light is finding us and that it's basically it's shining on us whether we notice it or not and that reminds me so much of love and my experience of love through this year-long project and this ongoing process is that it's here, it's all around us all the time, but we don't always notice it. We don't always feel it. Maybe we haven't, like it's like we haven't made ourselves into the James Webb satellite yet. Oh, that's a great analogy. Maybe this is the second insight. Ding, ding, ding <laughs> of the episode because I do feel like the Love Signals project, the Love Letter project I did was a way of cultivating my perception so that I could feel and perceive the love that's around me more keenly and, and more often. And in a way that is like becoming a, a finer tuned instrument like the James Webb satellite. I love that. Oh my gosh, how great. <laughs> that's so cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. The next one is another excellent one, if I do this so myself. <laughs> it's called Tigger Yes. This is episode 14. 
And this is where I'm talking all about how to follow your heart. And I really do feel like a Tigger Yes is this, it's this full body. It's this it's very alive, bouncy, joyful feeling for me. And that's how I know when it's really a yes, like, oh yeah. And then in contrast, when something's like, eh, like a no, basically, right? If it's not a Tigger Yes, then it's a no. There's like sinking or heaviness or frozenness or clenching and it's and the contrast between the, the vibrant, exhaling kind of ah of a tigger yes to the clenching tightness of things that aren't a tigger yes is so vivid for me and it's been so helpful. And the more that I trust that, the more I feel like I'm able to really live in integrity. And I think so much good comes from that. My partner Dylan and I talk about this all the time that when we live in integrity, when we are true and honest, even if in the moment it might be hard or uncomfortable or people don't like what they're hearing because they're disappointed or whatever it might be, there's this sense of like, yeah, but the ripple effect, the bigger picture positive impact is so profound. And I get almost like goosebumps when I think about that of like, if more and more people, more and more of the time, were living in integrity, and this is where it kind of ties into Martha Beck's book, The Way of Integrity, which I, I'm pretty sure I mentioned on that episode. And I've talked about that book before. But it's like, oh, the more that we can live from integrity, the more of us who can be living from integrity, I think the more our world will become healthier, and happier and, and whole. So that's a really fun one. And I, one of the things I love about that episode is I really talk about this idea of this kind of internal map and internally mapping, okay, what does it feel like? And, and even using our senses of, of, you know, the sensations internally is, which is kind of what I've described with clenching or lightness or whatever it might be. But then there's other aspects of how our senses can, help us create an internal map of a positive memory or um, a certain sense of peace or whatever it might be. I also brought up in that episode a question from Robert Fritz and his book, Your Life as Art, which I love. And I feel like this is such a juicy question to ask yourself. You could ask yourself this question every single day. You could ask yourself this question you know, periodically, like once a month or a few times a year, or even have this be the main question when you do an annual kind of reflection. And the question is, what have you decided to make your life about? And this, I think I said this on that episode, but I'm going to say it again. This podcast has been born from that question. I really remember reading that and thinking, Wow. I have my whole life. And and the other question I kind of that was in there in the mix, I think probably came from Vicky Robin who wrote the book uh, Your Money or Your Life, which is oh, such a great book. It's it's so empowering. It's amazing. It's about financial freedom and independence. Um and honestly, I don't think I've ever read the whole book, but just even the title alone, I feel like has had an impact on my life. Um I know my mom feels that way too. We've talked a lot about that book. And I think it's in there. 
or at least this thought kind of comes from that world of if money was no issue, if you had enough money, you didn't even need to work, what would you want to make your life about? And that ties into this. What have you decided to make your life about? And based on those questions, I really got clear a few years back that I love love. I love self-love. I love living in a state of love, of loving life, of loving, you know, and appreciating the things happening in my life, the plants and animals I'm interacting with, the people I'm interacting with, the different challenges and experiences I'm going through. Like that all feels like what I want to think about and what I want to focus on. And the idea of having a podcast where I got to talk about that every week or however often was like, oh yeah, I want to talk with other people about it. I just want to like get in there and just think about it. Just think about it all the time. <laughs> so here we are. I highly, highly encourage you to ask yourself that question. Even if you don't get a clear answer right away, your brain will be working on answering that question. That's the cool thing about the brain. It doesn't like open loops. It doesn't like an unanswered question, but it will work even in the background, even on a subconscious level to start to answer that question for you. So you can live with the question being unanswered and know that you're going to start opening up to and coming into greater clarity of the answer. And sometimes I think when we are looking for answers, we can get a little tight and perfectionistic about it. Like, oh, I have to figure it out perfectly before I can do anything. But I really want to encourage you all to try out different answers and live into it and, and explore it and see how how that refines itself. Because I do think that, um, you know, maybe it starts out as, oh, I want my life to be about, you know, flowers. And then as you start to think about that, it's like, okay, well, does that mean I just want to make art about flowers or do I want to grow them or like you have to kind of start somewhere and then it will refine itself as you go. So don't be afraid to get the ball rolling. And if the ball is already rolling, keep looking for how to refine it, how to anchor into that feeling of what do I really want my life to be about. So that's my little mm -mm -mm, try it out question. The next episode was called Creating Gratitude, and I was reflecting on how I've been doing a gratitude practice, very, very light, very mellow, of just journaling a few things I'm grateful for each day. I journal every day, which I really enjoy. Sometimes it's very brief, sometimes it's longer, and it's amazing. I, you know, I did the year-long love letter project where I basically journaled every day for a year, and there's something about that that really made journaling daily feel super doable, just like, and pleasurable. And so I'm enjoying that with having another focal point of, oh yeah, I might journal about things I'm thinking about and life and work and health and all that. And then I always make a point of journaling about gratitude. And I had this cool insight. And that's part of what I talked about in this episode for creating gratitude of realizing that I could just do like, almost like a thank you love letter. Like, thank you for this and thank you for that and thank you. And it felt like a, a love letter to God, thanking God for all, all the blessings that I've been blessed with. And 
especially it felt good because there are certain things that I felt like I was kind of praying for, asking for support with, and then to feel like, whoa, I, I feel that support. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Thank you for helping me. So that, that's a pretty fun one. I also talked about Your Life is Art, which is that book by Robert Fritz, and this idea of creating based on what you want, based on your vision, rather than what you don't want and your reaction. And that is such a profound thing. I I highly recommend you all think about that idea, spend time with it. Rather than creating or thinking that you're creating by reacting to what you don't like, what is it that you want to create? from nothing, just, just your pure energy. What do you want to create? So rather than, oh, I don't want to be overweight. I don't want to be unhealthy. What do you want? What's that vision that you're moving towards? What does that health look like? Emotional, physical, what is that mental, right? What does that, um, weighing less look like, like, you know, being healthy, being fit. What does that look like? There's so many ways to be healthy. There's so many ways to be fit. There's a beautiful kind of yeah, landscape for that. And you get to decide. Okay, moving right along. Be being a vessel for creativity. This was episode 16. This was a fun one. I talked about two of my favorite concepts, be the vessel and value the incremental. And this episode is sweet because it was kind of a little pep talk to myself because I was starting on this process of writing a book, which I'm in the you know, in the midst of right now and remembering that I don't have to take it personally and I don't have to shoulder the burden of it all on my own. Being the vessel, be the vessel to me really means that I, I do my best work. I, I actually believe that the most kind of profound and helpful things can come through when I don't take it personally. And when I let myself receive insights and let it be more about God and more about love and more about what's beyond me and let myself be a vessel for that light and for that energy. And there's some relief in that. It's like, oh my gosh, it's not just, it's not just up to me, little me. It's, it's me. My greatest work in a way is getting present and opening up and getting, getting out of my own way, so to speak. And it's good to remember that in this moment, honestly. It's, that's one of those things that I feel like I could remind myself of over and over and over and over again. And so I shall. <laughs> and valuing the incremental, well, gosh, I think I talked about that at the very beginning of this episode. I think that we can tend to not value the incremental. All those little steps that lead us to the bigger thing that we're aspiring towards all those little moments, all those little choices. And so to value that, to value it and therefore prioritize the incremental. I think that's part of what I mean by value. I mean, prioritize, follow through with the incremental steps, knowing that those steps are deeply important in creating the bigger tapestry of your beautiful life. So Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, the next one was called Goals and Coming from Love. 
this is where I talked about like, what's your come from? Are you coming from fear, anxiousness, reaction, or, or are you coming from love, curiosity, exploration? And I think I talked about, I mean, I talked about tapping in a lot of these episodes. Tapping is a, a modality where you tap on acupressure points on your face and body to help send a calming signal to your brain so that you can release negative associations or kind of past traumas or it, it can be used for so many things. Pain, emotional pain, physical pain, um, stress, worry, anxious thoughts. It's incredible. And I think that, you know, if, if you realize your come from is like, like, for example, like, um, I know I talked about health goals in this one. Like if you're doing it because you're like, ah, panicking, like I need to lose weight or I need to fix this thing or, you know, whatever it is, if there's panic, if there's self-rejection in that, I think that can be an, an energy that might lead you to action, but it's not sustainable action. It's not, it's not going to create a sustainable process for you to engage with on a day-to-day -day basis, which will then lead to, you know, your health or well-being or whatever it is you're striving towards. And so that's such a great moment to tap and to like, be like, oh, wow, I acknowledge my tenseness about this, or I acknowledge my fear about this, or I acknowledge the, the chaos I may feel about this. And I really choose to make decisions from love. I really choose to be present and to move forward from a place of kindness and love. And that can still mean doing things that are uncomfortable and doing things that are hard. But if the come from is, I'm, I, I love myself, therefore, and that's a phrase that comes from Louise Hay. I love their, myself, therefore, I take excellent care of myself. I go to bed at, at, at a nice time and I move my body and I, whatever it is, I love myself, therefore. Um, that seems like such an excellent encapsulation of the idea of, uh, where you're come from is. That episode is also where I introduced you all to the mini course in miracles, which is such a fun book. I'm still bonding with it. I'm still spending time with it. Um, and one of my favorite quotes from that book is love is our true reality. Fear is something our minds have made up. And that feels so soothing, especially even thinking about, you know, you come from, it's like, oh, well, if there is fear, if there is tension, if there is anxiety, let me take a moment to come back to reality, to come back to the love of reality before I make decisions. Because making a decision that's not based in reality, no wonder it's unsustainable. No wonder it's hard to keep going it's not real. Hmm. That might be our third insight of this podcast. <laughs> Number 18 was called love from your future self. This is a fun one. This kind of reminds me of the love signals from deep space because I talk about time and how I really do feel that our future selves are sending love to us now and that we as our current selves can send love to ourselves in the past. I also think that our past selves, as they feel love and as we even soothe them and reassure them, they can send love to us now and gratitude to us now. I think there's much more communication throughout the timeline of our ourselves. And 
so I was just really playing with that idea there and, you know, just kind of exploring ways to journal for that, you know, uh, and my favorite way, the way that I'll highlight here in this high level summary is, um, I love writing love letters to my past self, my younger self, my child self. I actually think that that's maybe one of the most powerful things that most people can do is to, as the adult they are today, who is so much more well-resourced, so much more, um, you know, aware of the grand scheme of life, from this place to think back to that younger you and, and a time where you were feeling stressed or confused or lost and to, and to tell that you what she needs to hear, what he needs to hear, whatever it might be. So often there is that part of us that still is that child self. So even if this timeline idea is basically just us talking to different parts of ourselves that are still present on some level in our consciousness, whether it's that or whether it's that we're actually communicating to our past self and as that past self feels it, they actually help us feel even more integrated. Now, who knows? But either way, I see it as valuable. I see, I've seen it time and time again be incredibly, incredibly healing and transformative for clients. It's maybe one of the most transformative things that I've seen clients do when we do basically that process, but with tapping and, and visualization. So play with it, explore it. The other thing that comes in here, um, which made me reference the book Playing Big by Tara Moore is this idea of connecting with your future self, because there's this way that our future self, when we think about her or him, she has more wisdom than we have now, right? It's like, I have more wisdom than I did, you know, a few years ago. I can't even imagine how much wisdom I'll have 20, 30 years from now, how much more peace, ease, humor, all of that, that I may have and that I may find in life. And we can connect with that future self. We can receive support from her or him. And then, so I talk about that in that episode as well. The last one, number 19. This is such a sweet one. Oh my gosh. So this was called Help Yourself Remember. And I was talking about um, this really fun do-it-yourself task you can do where you create a deck of love signal cards for yourself. And so this could be little insights that you've gleaned from books or from your own journaling process or meditation or things that you've heard on a podcast, whatever it might be. Maybe it was on this podcast. <laughs> and you write down those little pearls of wisdom or little insights to yourself. And, and they can become this little deck of cards that helps you remember. Because we can receive so many insights. We can have so many aha moments. But then we can forget. And especially in times of need, especially when we're stressed or just feeling like we're in kind of a dark place it can be so helpful to have basically our past self helping out our future self, right? It's like that past self wrote those ideas on that card so that you could receive them in that moment when you need them. And I talk about how these cards can be used to create like fun little self-care activities or things that make you smile. So you can really have fun with them too. The other thing that I touched on in this episode 
which is a little bit buried by the title, but I, it's, this is such an important part to me about this episode is I really started to reflect on how I think that the love letter project that I did for that year, without realizing it, I think it really helped me open my heart to romantic love and to being in deep partnership, which is something that I think I thought I was available for, but when I was really honest with myself, I was kind of closed off to it. I think I had quite a bit of fear, like a lack of trust that I could be safe if I was deeply in love. And so much of what that year-long project brought up for me and, and like evoked in me was this feeling of trust, trust in myself, trust in life. I think part of that's because I felt like I was so keenly aware of the support around me, the love, the support around me. And when I, I don't know about you, but when I feel really supported, I feel like I could do anything. And so I think that helped me open my heart more, feel brave, feel willing to trust that I could open myself up to deep love, to deep partnership and I'm so grateful because I'm really experiencing that now. I'm really deeply in love. I'm in a deep partnership and it's amazing. I feel like we've, we've just started to hit some of the year anniversary marks of our relationship and it's amazing to think about what has happened in the last year of meeting this man and falling in love with him and starting to, you know, build a life together. I'm really amazed. And I feel like so much goodness, so much light has come through. And there's been a lot of uncertainty and a lot of unknowns throughout. And I'm amazed at how strong and good I feel. Honestly, I'm not amazed. I mean, I am, but I'm not. It's like, it just feels right. <laughs> it just feels good. It just feels right. So, yeah, opening up to love by thinking about love. <laughs> so that is our review. We really did it. We really got in there. This is a longer episode, and I'm going to make it a little bit longer because I just can't help myself. I want to read you all a love letter. This one is from August 5th of 2020, and what I really liked about this one was that it was me exploring the definition of love. And, and I think specifically of loving a person, whether it's myself or loving someone else. Michaela, I love you. And what is love? By love, I mean, I cherish you. I feel great care and concern for you. I feel intrigued and endlessly interested in you and your being. I feel good about life humanity, and the universe when I think about you and when I'm around you. I feel deeply grateful for your existence. And I am in awe of you as you navigate life. I love seeing you thrive, laugh, dance, sing, and beyond. I feel so tender and compassionate for all the ways you hurt. I love you, and I love loving you. It is an honor to know you. Yeah. When I read that, I can really imagine 
that that is something that I would I would want to hear from someone I love. And honestly, it's something I have heard from the people I love and who are closest to me. Um, and it's also something that I feel when I love somebody else. It's interesting. It's like all those love letters that were directed towards me. Once again, going back to what I said at the beginning, this definition of self really expanded. So even though I might have been writing letters to myself, it felt like I was writing a letter that was exploring what it means to love everyone or, or, or anyone or, or anything. It's like, it's almost like I needed the narrowness of just focusing on myself to then let it open up to the, the deeper truth, the deeper connection. It's like by going deep in that, in that narrow snippet of, of just the character that is Michaela, I was able to go all the way down deep into the core, which ultimately connects to everything and everyone. Perhaps. <laughs> Who knows? Alrighty, we really did it. I love you all. I hope that this episode and review provided insights for you got you kind of excited to maybe play with some journaling questions or even just to help to expand your awareness, help fine-tune that satellite in you that's there ready to receive the love signals, ready to receive all the love that's here. If you like this episode, if you are liking this podcast, please share. That helps me so much. I do, even though I'm shy, <laughs> I can be shy about these things. I do want to share this message. I do want to let love signals radiate out to as many people as it can find. <laughs> so if you want to help with that, sharing is a great way to do that. Subscribing, leaving a comment or a review, all of that is such a help. And to all of you who have already done that, thank you. I really appreciate it. If you want to write me an email, love signals podcast, plural signals at gmail.com love signals podcast at gmail.com come on over i want to hear from you what's going on tell me all about it all right until next week <sighs> there's so much love here for you may you feel it more and more every day in every way take care <laughs>